Hey everybody, this is Dee at Twin Flame Stories Podcast, and I have a great story for you guys today. It's from our dear sister Alex, and I just want to jump right into it because I don't have a long time to record this morning. There's a possibility that I may have to split this into two, so if I do... I apologize for that, but let me just get started so we don't waste any time. All right, Alex's story. Two years ago, I got a job and was working a few times a week. My everyday life was normal with ups and downs at home with my husband and son. So just a few days at my new job, my boss called me to her office to ask me something. She was speaking with a young man, and the minute we looked at each other, something happened in me. This feeling of joy, this feeling of being so attracted to him. I felt I had known him. He just seemed so familiar. I felt my heart all over the place, and I just couldn't stand looking at him anymore. I felt that he could see right through me. I quickly responded to my boss and left. I was thinking that, I was thinking what just happened. I couldn't understand because he was a total stranger. How was it possible to have all this going on inside when I just saw him? It was like falling in love at first sight. So for the next days of work, whenever I knew he was going to come by, I would hide. I couldn't handle looking straight into his eyes, which, by the way, were were, and still are the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen in my life. I used to hide till I was sure he was gone. I didn't see him again for four months because of my fear. Then one summer day I was locked out of my work because my boss was late. I saw him come, he smiled, and with that smile in his eyes, they looked just like the ocean. I actually felt lost when I looked at him. I must have gone red and lost my words. I started to sweat. He started chatting, and one of the first things we said to each other is that we live nearby and we are both married with children. I constantly was searching around for something else to look at. I felt that my feelings were pouring out of me. I didn't want him to know. After that, I saw him again at work. It was just that smile of his. I felt we knew each other. I was losing my mind. I tried to ignore all of it because I'm married and I'm working here. I thought, what was wrong with me? One day I had dropped something and he saw it. He came up to me from behind He kind of half-hugged me, opened my palm, and put the object in my hand. It was nearly as electricity hit me. He was so close, touching my hand. I couldn't stand this urge inside me to just hold him. I got tears in my eyes. He didn't see the tears because he walked away not saying a word. We were strangers, after all. After some weeks, I found out his name and searched for him on Facebook. It took me two days to send a request. I am a very closed person, and I would have never made the first move. I was married, so what did I want? I was thinking over and over, saying to myself that I mustn't do this, but I just pushed the send, ref- the send, I pushed the send friend request and felt happy. I felt alive, like I was not alive before. He accepted and texted me, and we started speaking. From our very first conversation, we spoke about our children. If someone saw the text, it seemed like two friends chatting. I felt so connected to him, it was unbelievable. I made up my mind that I had a crush on him for a reason I couldn't explain. And that was that. From the very first time I saw him, I knew I had fallen in love, but didn't ever confess it to myself. I was in denial. So that is how it started, us texting each other and speaking about our lives. He was the one that said to me that he felt he knew me from the very first time. He said that even before he started working where I also worked, whenever he used to drive by that building, he felt drawn to it. He knew that there was something of his there. He said he couldn't explain it better. So I'm thinking, okay, this is crazy. He feels the same. How is this possible? He started writing me a story, and every night he would send me a mini-chapter. The story was about a girl that was traveling on a train searching for a boy that God had told her to find through a dream. He spoke of sunflowers a lot. 
and sunflowers are me. It's my flower. I adore them. He spoke of magical things, and I was so touched. He gave me gifts that meant so much to me because of the meaning they had. The only thing that we did was speak and text and stare at each other at work whenever we met. One day, he said, if I could meet him after work, and I did. He gave me my first gift then. It was a mini olive tree. I love flowers and gardening, and so did he. He said to me that was that as long as I take care of it, it will take care of me. That day we kissed very quick, and I left. I was overwhelmed by my feelings. Time went by. We saw each other maybe once a week. We never did anything more than a kiss. He was kind and gentle. He was calm and beautiful. I told him I also felt like I knew him from somewhere. I started to write him a story as well. I wrote it on paper and gave it to him. My story was about a girl that was wearing a blindfold, and this boy found her in the desert all alone. He tried to take her blindfold off, but she was scared because she knew that if she saw him, nothing would ever be the same. In my story, I mentioned that the two of them were tied by a red string, and even though they couldn't be together, they were always tied. They lived their life on earth till the day they were reborn free of all the restrictions and obligations, and they could finally, after so many lives, just be together. Now this was all coming from my imagination, but I felt so connected to the story. He said when he read it, he felt that he was reading a part of my soul. He said that when he looks into my eyes, he knows everything. I can't hide. I never said to him that I love him, neither did he. The closest he came to saying to me was that he cared deeply for me. I told him I need him in my life in whatever way, that I can't go through this life without speaking to him. I was terrified he was going to stop speaking to me or seeing me. I was so scared I started to be pushy and not so understanding anymore. I used to cry so hard when I was away from him, and then I would be so high when I was with him, or when I spoke with him it was unbearable. Many times my husband would ask what was wrong, and I put it down to different reasons. I felt bad. Even though I hadn't actually slept with him, I was cheating because my heart was not in my marriage. I never thought of leaving my husband, but I couldn't leave from my special friend either. I confided in a friend. It was so much to carry on my own. Then one day we met again somewhere that was totally private. It was an opportunity to take things further, but I just couldn't. I felt that just being with him, touching him, looking into his eyes was enough. It's crazy. I wanted him badly, but I couldn't take it to that level. I don't know why. He didn't try to take things further either, even though it was clear he wanted me. It was more than passion, more than anything I've experienced till then. We sat there for three hours in each other's arms, talking. When we left, I was so happy and so sad. I was crying while driving back. I wanted to say so much, but I couldn't. Did he feel the same? Why were we doing this? There was no future we both knew. After Christmas, we started to drift away. Well, he did. He didn't text me like before. We didn't see each other for six months. I left my job months before, approximately about when we started seeing each other. I told him the reason I stayed there for those months, because I would never have seen him again. But now that we exchanged numbers, I was free to leave that awful job. It was sucking all the energy out of me. He was so grateful to hear that, so gentle and reserved, almost shy. But as I said, things changed. He got cold feet, probably. I didn't know, but it was, an awful, it was awful for me. I missed him terribly. It was the worst month without him. So it was a year since I saw him for the first time. A year and a couple months had gone past until I saw him. We didn't kiss. We just sat in his car and held hands. We spoke a bit, but he seemed scared. Then we met again after some weeks. The same thing happened, and I was sure he wasn't interested anymore. But then why would he ask to meet me after all this time if he wasn't interested? I was so confused and mad at him. He was acting strange, giving me hope, then pulling back. So I just lost it. I did some things and said some things out of my pain and told him to stay away. It was over. 
I didn't even want him as a friend. It was the first time I saw his other side. He said I was an egoist and only thought of myself. I had a terrible headache that evening. I felt all I'll was totally I was totally and completely heartbroken. I felt ill. I was totally and completely heartbroken. I am thirty eight, so I've fallen in love in a couple in my life a couple of times. I know how it is. This was different. It doesn't come close to anything I experienced before. Someone could say he just wanted to sleep around and got bored. But he didn't do that. We never took that step. Last September, I saw him driving by my new work somewhere else. Accidentally, he stopped, but I couldn't move. Time stopped. Everything went blank. It was the second time that happened to me. The first time was when we had met in my car, and it was time to leave. My mind went blank. I couldn't put my car in reverse. I didn't know how to drive. My mind went to zero. It only lasted seconds, but it was really scary. This was the second time, and I'm sure I looked really silly to him. I didn't move. I think I said something, but I don't know what. So he drove off. My sister happened to see all this from the window of the store, and she came out quickly. She looked at me and asked in a bit of a shock, Who was he? She said, she said his eyes, the way they looked at me, please tell her what was going on. So I told her everything and broke down crying. I sent a text him after that, telling him to come by my work and make a huge fuss, only if he changes his mind or else he should never come past again. I told him I will never bother him in the future if he decides to stay away. So that was September. I didn't see him until now, nearly a year later. In the last month, I've seen him driving in the street. Then another day in front of me at a traffic light. Again, I saw his car parked out by the shop. Yesterday, I saw him. He saw me. I was driving home, and there he was, minding his own business. The only thing I saw were his eyes. They seemed too big for the distance apart we were. These huge, beautiful eyes, full of life, full of secrets, full of pain, and a part of my soul in there as well. He smiled and waved. If I had driven by one second later, I wouldn't have seen him. It's been nearly a year that we have not spoken, not seen each other, never bumped into each other, and now this. I've been through major events in my life during this time away from him. I had to deal with very difficult stuff, and now suddenly all these coincidences, and seeing him? For what reason? How come now? I don't want to disturb my calmness. I have accepted that things just had to happen the way they did. So why must I see him? Why must I remember? I decided to change my Facebook profile cover. I wanted to pick a photo that would have meaning if he saw it. So I decided to find a photo of red thread, the thread from my story that kept the boy and girl connected. While Googling red thread in the images, I came across something that made me find this podcast. I was stunned. I read that there's a myth that says people that deeply love each other and our soulmates or twins have a red thread on them that keeps them connected wherever they may go. As far apart as they get, this was my story. I had no idea. So one thing led to another, and I'm reading about twin flames and I'm thinking... So I wasn't just losing my mind. I wasn't being silly. This was, this was real, and it wasn't in my head. How come we wrote about our other lives and dimensions in our stories? About meeting again in the future, I did not know about this stuff. I'm just amazed. I read that when things start to synchronize, it's the universe trying to tell you something. But I don't know what. I've been down so down these days after seeing him I feel so tired and just no energy for anything I also feel a tiny bit nauseous I know I'm not sick it must be from my thoughts I guess but I feel so low and drained I was really well before this and I'm so confused again I just wish I knew why this is happening to me I really want to say sorry for the way I acted then I want to tell him he is in my heart no matter how many months or years go by and that I was wrong to pressure him the way I did. I'd like to tell him that I was immature and didn't understand then, but I do now. 
only I can't actually say anything. He made it clear he wanted to stay away. He probably doesn't know either, and will think I'm... I really am a weirdo. His birthday is coming up. It seems psychotic to text him a year later, when we've had no contact. I just don't know. Thank you for this podcast. It's helping me to understand the truth of what's going on. I wish you all the best, Alex. So, first of all, thank you so much, Alex, for sharing. I can tell by how you write that this has been like something that's really um, shook you up in your life. And I think, I mean, I'm only speaking from my experience, but what I hear from other twins also that this is typically how it goes. There's two situations that I personally know about. One is they are children and they grow up together. So um, like our last story we had, and I also have a soul sister who's experienced that. And um, also we had an earlier story um, a bit back about a couple that had known each other since school. And then there's the other kind that I'm aware of where it happens all of a sudden and they're complete strangers to us. So I believe that probably twins take all kinds of different forms of relationships, but this happens to be your kind. This also happens to be my kind where it's a complete stranger you look at them and you think, I know you, like, I don't know why I know you. And if you have no clue what a twin is, it's the most confusing, crazy story. It just makes you feel like you are insane. So I totally understand. I'm sure there's a lot of us who understand that. All right, so let's just kind of go over... It looks like we'll be able to fit everything in one session, so that's good. All right, so she talks about when she first sees him. Like, she just lays eye on... Li oh, I'm having a tar hard time speaking this morning. She just lays her eyes on him, and she gets this feeling of joy and attraction and familiarity and she feels like her heart is all over the place. And she can't stand looking at him because it's so incredibly intense. And I would totally agree with that. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's the activation. It's the, the awakening. Like, the for me, the awakening took time. It doesn't happen just bam. But in a way, kind of, um, it's kind of like, monumental it's so monumental that you know when something tragic happens and like especially like a big event in the world and you can remember with detail what was happening at the time that you heard that news that's how monumental it is like even more monumental than something like that the whole world would remember like that's how powerful it is that you can remember with specific detail what the feeling was that is attached to that and you know specifics about that first interaction so it's pretty powerful and confusing so then she talks about hiding from him um, because she couldn't handle to look at him. And it, it is that intense that, you know, we all have a different experience as far as it goes. Or we, you know, some of us have similarities. But um, I could understand this. I can understand how it would be like you'd want to avoid that intensity. I kind of felt like pulled in two ways, like, I couldn't wait for it, but I was terrified of it at the same time. So I do understand being terrified of it, like, 
how are you even going to handle it? Because it's something that we've forgotten. We've forgotten how to do this dance with them. So let's see. So then she talks about when she sees him again and, you know, she goes to, talks about his smile and his eyes and how his eyes just look like the ocean and how she feels lost when she's looking at him and how she can barely speak and she starts sweating and he just starts to chat and they end up talking a little bit and she felt like this thing where she had to like look around look around like don't look at him don't look at him um okay so let's address that first because the last sentence is really significant i think so definitely get that totally understand i personally go completely silent unless i'm being addressed specifically um it's kind of funny because people who know me know that I can have a good conversation with people, but in general, I'm not a chatty person outside of my friendships. I like to listen and take things in. So that's kind of what I go back to is just like the silence and trying to take everything in. So I totally understand about this losing your words and like, this feeling about, um, like you've got to look around, you got like, what do you do with yourself? Like there's so much energy. I understand that because this other person that's in my life who is like a portal, which I was telling you about for my twin. Um, I get like that with that person. I get like this, like, I can't sit still. Like I'm antsy. I don't know where to put my hands. I don't know where to put my eyes. I feel a lot. So, um, yeah, I, I totally understand that like restlessness because it's so intense, intense. And then they share, you know, that they're both married and they both have children. And so there's a paradigm right there that often is in the way, um, or, I shouldn't just say in the way, but something for us to push the borders of, like we've talked about that before, where we have a certain paradigm that we're in and we can push the borders of those paradigms. Um, okay, so her last sentence in this paragraph is, I felt that my feelings were pouring out of me and I didn't want him to know. I definitely experienced this also. For me, it was like my soul just zipped open and everything spilled on the ground and there was nothing I could really do about it. Um, and it, it's kind of a crazy feeling to feel like that. Like there's, there's no hiding from this person. Like typically we have protection and ways to mask how we feel to other people. Um, unless we share it with them. And suddenly with our twin, there's like no way to do that. It's like wide open. This path to each other is, you know, straight on. It's just crazy powerful. Um, and then of course she thought she's losing her mind. Like what's wrong with her? Like she's content in her life and all of a sudden there's this person why does she feel like this and she didn't want to I I resonate with this like a hundred percent because this is exactly how it was for me I was so content such a good place my mind was in a good place my spirit was in a good place my physical body was in a good place I finally felt like I had made it like this is it I made it to a place where I feel great and then my world came tumbling down um, she talks about when he touched her and it was like electricity hitting her. Um, and this urge to just hold him. And I'm going to be really personal with you guys right now. And I can just say that anytime I was 
close in close vicinity of my twin like within a couple feet it feels like fire um it feels like i'm going to be consumed by a fire that's how the energy feels and um i also get that urge like she says to just i just want to hug him and it's a crazy kind of feeling like when they're complete strangers and you don't understand why you're feeling it. Um, yeah, it's just so crazy. And even once you do understand what twins are, I mean, it's validating and it's like, okay, finally, like she says near the end, like I'm not crazy. Um, but you still feel that way. Like you still feel like, how is this impossible? because it feels impossible. All right, so then she finds him on Facebook, and she would have never requested him as a friend, especially since she's married, and she just felt so compelled to request him. So she does, and then once she does it, once she sends it, it's like she feels so alive and I totally can understand this. So this is where I say when I talk about like your soul gets an opening and you feel like really compelled. You may feel compelled to write something to them or pick up the phone and talk to them or text them or send them a request that you haven't before but your your soul kind of like comes steps forward that like your higher self. So imagine there's this self of you, which I would call in the fi fifth dimension. So that's like in the spirit world. And that person who the soul that's higher up than you, who doesn't have the limitations of being human, steps forward and says, listen, this is what we need. And is very straightforward about it and isn't going to take no for an answer. Well, preferably not. They're usually, you know, your higher self is like, no, like, please do this. This is the opening and you can feel it. So then once you do that thing that is going to connect you with your twin, you do, you get that alive feeling, that sensation of like, yes, I did it. And even Okay, in her case, she's lucky and gets accepted. Maybe that's lucky for some of us. Maybe it's not so lucky. But she does get accepted as a friend on social media. And so for her, that is a connection. Like the connection's been made. So even if you get an opening and you do whatever your heart, your soul, your higher self is telling you to do, so in my instance, when I felt that opening, it said, send a request. So I did, like I did this exact same thing she did. And I had lots of reasons not to, because I was like, I don't want to see what's going on. I prefer to stay away from the 3D. What would I say? How am I going to interact? There were so many reasons. And I thought, but I have this opening and it's saying, do it. So... I felt the same way. Like once I sent it, I was like, yes, I did it. Like I, I don't know what it is about finishing that task of the connection, but it's almost like your whole spiritual team, your higher self, your twins, higher self are all celebrating like, yes, yes. So, we're so proud of you. We're so proud of you. And it's such a good, alive feeling. It really is. I believe in the future that this is how we're going to feel when we're creating, because that's what we're meant to do. Like our mission is to create something, to bring something to the world, to ra raise it up, bring it to a higher level. So I believe this joy that you feel in that moment when you don't know the result yet, but you've sent it or you've written the letter or you've sent the email or you sent the text and you haven't gotten anything back yet, but just in those initial seconds where you've done it and you think, yes, 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 
that I believe is going to be the feeling that we're going to have when we get to this level where we're creating and we're on our mission and we're doing things to help this earth out. And we are already, but that's just like the ultimate. So that's when you can really feel into it. Like, yes, this is what it is. Um, and of course, for some of us, we get, you know, we don't get an email back or we find out we've been blocked or we get rejected, we whatever, sometimes that does happen. And um, is painful. But even though that is painful, if you still feel that opening, again, at another time, which you will, if you still feel that opening at another time, try to listen, and, and try not to fight back too hard. Because even those attempts at connecting still level us up and they still level your twin up and they still push the paradigm border. And so you're still making progress, even though what you may get back in the 3D is painful. It's just take a deep breath, tell yourself you're worthy and you're loved and, you know, keep going. Okay. Um, so I've got about 10 minutes left. So let's see. Um, so she talks about how they started to write stories to each other. And I love that. I think that is so incredibly amazing. And he talks about in his story about sunflowers, and that is her flower. And it's, it's crazy that it's like they know, you know, it's like we do, we do, we really do know, like deep in ourselves, in our, in our spirit world, in our higher self, we do, we absolutely know, we remember, we know things about each other, we share things. Um, and so I, this comes later on where she's like, how did I know? Like, how do we know this when we were writing it? It was about our life and it's just because your higher self knows, your your soul knows, you're connected. You guys are all connected with something so much higher than what's here on, on Earth. We have a mission to accomplish here and get done. Um, but we actually belong to a different plane. We belong in a different spot. This is just temporary. We're just doing a favor here. We're just teaching and learning and um, trying to bring a lot of light to a place that didn't get infused the way it should have. Um, okay, so then she also starts to write a story to him and talks about this red thread that she wrote into her story. Um, Okay, so just remember that because she comes back to that. And I, I think that's fascinating, too. I've also heard the story about the red thread, but it's really interesting that she writes it into her story or the red string. And um, okay, so then her twin says to her that when he looks into her eyes, he knows everything and she can't hide. And that I do really believe that. Like I was just saying to one of my dear sisters that I feel like the eyes are everything, you know, like they truly are the door to our soul. And I think you feel it more than anything with our twin, like with your twin, when you have eyes on them, there's something that happens there between the eyes. It's almost like that's where the connection is. Like I know there's the connection between the hearts, but it's almost like it's the eyes that do the activating. So let's see what else she says. Okay. Then she talks about how she feels like she can't go through life without speaking to him. Absolutely. Because we are the same energy body. So that we've lost them in the past, we've gone through this again and again, and we can get pushy and want more. We want more, we want something to solidify it, we want something to say, Listen, you have to give this to me because I'm freaking out inside because I know what's happened before between us, and that's when we have to just like calm ourselves down, 
because it's a natural response. Like that's totally what our human self is saying based on what's happened in our soul, our past souls. So we've got to remove that, like that human response to it, that paradigm of I'm going to lose you. We have to look at it in a different sense that we can never lose each other. It's just like she said, like the red string is attaching us. We never can lose each other. We can be separated from each other, but it's temporary. It's very temporary, even if it feels like forever. Even if it's four years, 20 years, whatever it happens to be. In in the big sight of things, it's so temporary and so small. And we can do this. Like we're, it may feel like we're going to die without them. And, and that's just to me, it's like a testimony of how strong it is. But we need to remind our human self that it's going to be okay. We are going to get through this. And like, we can't put too much on the what ifs, if that makes sense. Because we'll spiral out of control. And I'm not saying that, you know, you're bad for experiencing this feeling of like, you need to control it, or you need to get them to have a more of a commitment or whatever, because totally like a normal part of it, I think. But to save yourself the pain of going through that, if you can, or if you know it's a cycle for you, like, okay, they come back and then you end up being pushy and then you push them away. Um, you know, just try to remember that. Like, try to remember to not play into the what-ifs. Like, really try to stay in the moment right now, right here, right this second. What is it? How are we connected? What am I doing about it? How can I love this person? All right. And um, she would, her husband would ask her what was wrong. And she felt so terrible because she felt like she was cheating because her heart was in this other place. And, and that's so common. And I've talked in other episodes about, you know, that soul, the soul connection versus the twin connection and how at this point it's like they're completely different animals and um to the world it it does it would sound like a cheat it does um and our you know we think that that's you know like this is what is happening but it really is the most innocent love your what you have for your twin is so innocent it's like loving a little baby. It's like loving, like when I talk to you about Zoe, my dog that I get to visit and I love her. I just love her. And nobody questions that relationship. But when it's with a stranger and if it's with um, somebody who has the potential to be a romantic partner, the world starts to judge it and we start to judge it. And that's paradigm. That's just paradigm. So I know it's hard to let go of that guilt of like that I'm cheating. This isn't good, blah, blah, blah. You kind of do have to try to let go of that. You guys like, I'm not saying to go out and like do a million things with them, whatever. Like if you still want to honor your marriage, you can still honor your marriage and still learn to grow this relationship with your twin. It's going to take effort and it's going to take a lot of discussion. It's going to take a lot of open conversation with your marriage, your spouse. And it's also going to take a lot of communication with your twin. It's, I don't even, I don't know. Is it possible? I think it's possible. Um, could your spouse completely go off the handle and be like no like straight up you're cheating this is it they might but I believe in the future it's going to be possible that we can learn how to manage through all of this 
But my point about it is just try not to be super hard on yourself about feeling like it's a, a cheat. Because it really is innocent, even though you feel so strongly about them. It's just because you are the same energy body. All right. And she talks about, you know, being so super happy and so super sad, like they had seen each other. And then she was, she just talked, they could have taken things further, they didn't. And sometimes for us twins, that's really all we need is just to be in the vicinity of each other. And I've told you, you guys this again and again, like if, if you do not have the opportunity to have that kind of, you know, like intercourse, um, you, you still get tons of energy just from being able to, you know, put your hand on their arm. Something that simple, just talking to each other, just um, breathing the same air, just being able to lay eyes on them. That all gives you energy. It, it You give them energy and they return it and give you energy and it can really light up everything for you. And then when you leave, just like she experiences like this, really, she's so happy and then so sad all at one time. And how many of us ever thought we could truly experience something like that? Like where you, it's an oxymoron. How, how are you so incredibly happy and so incredibly sad all at one time? But you are. Um, it's just the way it is, you know, because you don't want to leave them, but you're so excited that you've just been lit up. It really does. It lights you up and you probably stay lit up for a while. So then they drift away, he drifts away, and, um, you know, it's hard to say, like, with our twins, we don't, we can't read their mind, so we don't know what's going on, and that's why I talk about making sure that you have the most open communication with them you can, and the most kind and gentle communication that you can and the ultimate would be to get inside their brain you know to be able to have a conversation with where they could tell the whole truth like this I'm scared like this is scaring me like he also is married and has children so this is also affecting him and he's also having the same feeling she's having that why do I feel like this why I'm jeopardizing everything um you know, there's so many things going on. So the more you can be open and discuss it, the easier it will be to stay together. But, you know, don't blame it on yourself if your twin goes the other way, because, you know, it's paradigm We're we're learning how to not live in that paradigm or to stretch the borders of the paradigm. But we often revert to just going straight back to that paradigm that we've been in. So the paradigm in this case is a relationship, your marriage, um, and, you know, that's how it is. That's what we're striving for. Like, so we do, we tend to just go straight back to that paradigm and try to be safe, in quotation, safe. So, you know, just remember that they're terrified too and they're doing the best they can. And, and don't feel like it's completely your fault. There's, it's really dynamic. There's a lot going on. It's not cut and dry. It's not where you can say, oh, I pushed too hard and now they're gone. Um, part of it could, you know, can, it can scare them when we get scared and we push them to certain things. They can, it can really terrify them especially since we have this like highway between us. They feel it so much more than any other human is going to feel our emotion. So it's really terrifying. If we're scared, they can feel that we're scared. And then that makes them scared in turn. Obviously, it'd be great if they could counteract that, which if we evolve as twins, we can get to that point. Okay. And, um, so now I'm just going to get down to the bottom where she's asking questions. Okay. So 
all these coincidences and like seeing him and like, how come now? Like, why does my calmness have to be disturbed? And I guess, you know, it, it comes down to what you believe in. But from my perspective, being a twin, I'm, I feel like I've been called, like I've been woken up to a mission that needs to get done. I'm here for a reason. I agreed to it. I knew I was going to be built for this. I knew how it was going to come down. And of course, when I was in a spiritual plane all the time, it looked easy. I thought, oh, yeah, I can do that. You know, I can help out. Yeah, we can do this. This is how it's going to happen. Some kind of broad brushstrokes about what, how it's going to go down. And then you get to be human and you f forget. And so now we have to re-learn it, re-remember it, figure out how to use our tools to get it undone, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, it does, it sucks to have your calmness disturbed. We definitely go through a lot of major things and we think, oh, finally I'm in an okay spot. And all of a sudden it's like, shit, they're, they're here again. Why must we remember? I know, I totally understand this. You guys, there are times when I'm like, can I just forget? And I've told you that again and again, but if we just step forward into realizing that, yes, I am a twin, this is my life, and I can do what I'm being asked to do. And I'm not going to be afraid of it. It does feel better than trying to run away from it, at least for me. I've noticed, like, when I step forward and I say, I'm a twin. This is my current life. I am currently in a soulmate relationship, and I have a twin somewhere else. We are separated at this time. I miss him like crazy, but it's not going to kill me. And kind of just like acceptance of what's going on and not giving up hope and knowing that what I'm doing is important. So if you can kind of get to that spot and just step into it, you may feel like a little, little more calm and a little more centered and just it will leave you feeling a little bit, a little better. So then she, just to get the last thing that we'll talk about is this red thread. So she's looking up images for this red thread and she reads about this. Well, first of all, it's how she came to the podcast, which is amazing. I think that's so incredibly cool. I would love to hear how you guys came to find this podcast. Like, were you just like, oh, please help me. Something's wrong. Or I know I'm a twin. Please help me. You know, how did, how did you find it? So anyway, hers was through this red thread. And, you know, she was suddenly like, oh, okay, like, it totally makes sense. And thank goodness. So the red thread, yes, there is a tale or a truth that there is this red string thread that goes between us so that we are always together. Um, some people call it a golden thread that keeps us together and other people who aren't connected to us like in that way can also end up with connections to us. And so when we do healing, we always want to make sure that we're cutting those connections, but you can not cut the connection between you and your twin. That is just something that stays there. And you're always connected, like I said. So yes, yes, that is, um, from my perspective, that's true. That we are connected like that all the time. And I just really, my heart really goes out to you, Alex, that, you know, you feel like you can't say these things to him, but maybe it's something that you could just go out on a limb if you feel like you have an opening to say the things you need to say to him and just say them like no matter sometimes no matter what they've said to us in the past or how they're acting sometimes we just need to say those things and if they get them and read them they can deal with them in the best way I mean 
you have to listen to your soul. What does your soul say? What does your heart say? Does it say to send those things to him? Do you feel opening? Um, you know, his birthday's coming up, and I know you feel like it's psychotic to text him, but it's not. I, I'm telling you, it's not psychotic. It's okay to make those connections, to have that opening and go, yeah, I want to say something. Um, the biggest thing my soul catalyst taught me was not to waste your opening. If you have an opening and you really feel compelled, like this is the time to say something, you say it. Um, my soul catalyst passed away and I felt like I really wasted a lot of my openings with my soul catalyst. Like I felt like I could have really said more and we've could have repaired some of the damage that had been done and he could have left this world knowing that I knew and that I had learned and I, I should have put my ego aside and took the risk. And so he did teach me that. And I just say that to you guys. Um, I really, really need to go, but, um, just, you know, sometimes it's worth the risk. Okay. And then very quickly, I will say, Alex, thank you so very much for sharing your story. I know it can leave us vulnerable and I really appreciate you going out on a limb and I hope it helped you to share it with us. And I know it helps other people. So lots of love to everybody. And again, thank you everyone who always shares. You can share your own story by writing to twinflameauthor at gmail.com or send any questions, etc. Um, we do have a conference call coming up on July 25th at um, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And the numbers are posted in the last episode show notes, but you can always email me for those too. All right, everybody have a super good day and I will be thinking about you all. And again, Alex, thank you so much for sharing with us. Namaste, everyone.